Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brewer Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having a blessed day today. Yesterday, I apologize, there's a few little uh, things I was trying to work on my uh, iPad. As uh, Dad had probably told you guys over the weekend, I was involved in a uh, pretty aggressive vehicle accident, and so I was at the hospital on Sunday getting checked out. I'm recovering good, you know, starting to feel a lot better now. One thing that I, I wanted to bring up yesterday, and I just didn't take notes down enough to bring it up, and this is something that I found very interesting. I went to Celebration Hospital over uh, e or west side of Orlando, and while I was in the ER, of course, you know, I was trying to have some conversations about COVID the best I could, and so I was asking one of the nurses there, I said, what has been going on with COVID here? Have you guys had an enormous surge of COVID cases? Have you guys been pulled to the max? Has the ER been completely maxed out? And she goes, well, she goes, we're not really designated as a main COVID center, in fact, we don't even have the rapid PCR testing ability here. We basically can take tests and send them off if we need to. She goes, well, more kind of an overflow hospital, and so we really haven't had any massive influx at all. She goes, so pretty much what they told us to do was if anybody came in and they were experiencing two or more symptoms related to COVID, we'd automatically put them down as COVID and treat them as COVID and uh, put them basically in our COVID center. But we really haven't had any issues, nor have we had any really deaths directly related to COVID. I said, so let me get this straight. I said, so somebody comes in with a sore throat and a headache and loss of taste, automatically you're pretty much going to put them down as a COVID patient. She goes, yes, we will. She goes, again, our hospital is not a primary COVID center, so we generally take overflow. But, again, many people come in with some symptoms. I said, well, doesn't that kind of cause a discrepancy with the numbers if they are basically being put down as a COVID patient and they're not a guaranteed COVID patient? She goes, well, yes, it could. But, you know, of course, we're just doing our due diligence. We're making sure everybody's protected. That's why we're making sure, you know, we just take all the precautions we can. Before I went, okay, whatever. Well, the thing that I've been noticing now all across the board is that now that the bobo in office Biden has gotten in and he's mandated mask and the CDC is now mandated mask on all travel. Now they're pushing the vaccine out and we're seeing every single day case after case of people becoming extremely sick with pretty much zero media coverage. You guys remember the end of last year. When the vaccine first started to roll out, they had said 112,807 Americans had received their first dose of the COVID vaccine. Of those, via the CDC, 3,150 suffered one or more health impact events and defined as being unable to perform normal daily activities, unable to work, etc. You guys remember this as soon as it went out. Well, as we've seen now, those numbers have dropped precipitously on the record, but according to health officials and physicians and nurses I've talked to all over the country, they have not dropped at all. They've continued to go on. Now, if you look at the basic math on that, of the 112,000 people that were first injected and 3,150 had serious health impact events, that's a 2.79 side effect rate. Now, that's a pretty good basis to pull your numbers off of with over 100,000 people in the general populace that have received it and 3,150 have suffered side effects. Well, if you apply that 2.79% to the three. 
128 million people in the country. That means, theoretically, on average, if this continued to stay accurate, you would have roughly 9.1 to 9.2 million Americans suffering adverse vaccine injury from this shot, which goes to tell me that we're going to see a continual increase in vaccine injuries and a continual increase in COVID cases, because as I've repeatedly told you now, a lot of doctors and alternative media have now really started to report the same thing I've been talking about for the last two months is that this is not actually a vaccine. It is a technology injection device. You can even look up Moderna's website and look at their own discussion. The software of life, they describe it as, is this is designed to not inject COVID into your body in a denatured or dead virus form. It is designed to cause your body to start actually producing COVID so you then in turn build an immunity to it, essentially making you a pathogen production manufacturing facility. It's been very clear on how this RNA shot works. There's, there's no hiding it. This is exactly what it does. So if that's the case, and we're now seeing people all across the country have severe side effects, and now we're seeing this strain of COVID, this new strain come out. But again, we're telling people it doesn't matter if you get the vaccine. You still need to wear a mask. You still need a social distance. You still need to basically stay away from people. Why in the world are they pushing the vaccine so aggressively? And now we're starting to see that the cases of what we're talking about are going up again and again and again. Yet now, oh, we're going to open up California. Oh, we're now going to open up New York. Why? Because now they don't have to try to fudge the numbers because now more and more people are starting to go in with severe side effects from this vaccine. So, again, I just encourage everybody be very, very aware and very educated on what this thing is doing to people and what this injection device is doing to people. I had another email again. So I've been backed up on emails. I apologize about that. I've been trying to catch up on them after the weekend. I had another email from an individual in Florida who's basically an RN who works basically in northern Florida at a hospital, and one of their main physicians got a COVID shot. And, of course, within a day – he was at work, and he basically – she said he basically was sweating profusely, said he had no energy, couldn't function. He goes, dude, i got to go home. Went home, took off the entire rest of the week. She, she said she's still waiting to hear back from him. I've been getting emails like this by the boatload from all over the country. This is not coincidence, my friends. This, this shot is unbelievably toxic, and it is doing something very nefarious to the human body. And now they're telling everybody, oh, you need to get your second dose. Now they're talking about bringing out a new vaccine for the new strain of COVID that's now out. This is going to be a perpetual, continuous state of fear, they're going to continue to put everybody in on a regular basis. Now that they know they have gotten everybody's attention with COVID, they're going to continue to roll out more and more restrictions, more and more regulations, more and more laws, more and more idiotic, non-scientific-based claims like wearing three masks now will protect you even more. Well, yeah. Obviously, you start wrapping saran wrap around your face. I mean, let, let's say let's do 10 layers of saran wrap around your face. Now I guarantee you nothing's getting in your mouth or nose. I mean, how stupid does this have to continue to get? God Almighty made our bodies with an immune system, very specifically and wonderfully made, to handle pathogens and viruses and bacteria that we're exposed to on a regular basis. 
Your body is supposed to get exposed to these things in the natural. So it can build natural immunities to them. Very, very easy to understand that concept. Apparently, this concept eludes a large portion of America. Hence, another reason why we're starting to see huge cases of bacterial pneumonia that have been going on for months now that nobody wants to talk about. We're seeing just exaggerated cases of people having all types of respiratory issues, headaches, lack of oxygen to the brain, nausea, dizziness, fainting. This is all very commonplace now. Well, yeah, when you strap three masks to your face so tight to making your eyeballs pop out of your skull and you go walk around and shop and do whatever you want all day and you wonder why you're feeling nauseous and lightheaded and can't function at the end of the day, there's probably a reason why. It's called oxygen deprivation. It's not a joke. It's a very serious thing. So please use your brain Use wisdom and continue to research what is going on with this and understand God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of sound mind. And again, thank you for the emails. I've got a lot of people basically sent me emails checking up on me. I am doing good. I'm recovering great. I am almost back to normal, hopefully by next week. So thank you for the support. Thank you for the support of Health Masters. Continue to keep up this fight on truth and freedom that we're trying to promote every single day, Dad. What do you think? Well, I'd be honest, Austin, you know, it was an excellent summary. And, you know, and quite frankly, I just thank God Almighty that you're here with me after that accident on Saturday. I really do. And I want to thank everybody for the overwhelming support that I've received. I mean, from people that I haven't heard from in I don't know how many years who've heard about this accident. It's been a big deal in the central Florida. And, you know, and so people are just thanking God Almighty that you've basically been saved and that you're okay. So I'm happy to have you with me today. And you did an excellent report on that. But you're absolutely right, Austin, as far as this mask. The thing about it is, and this is what we have to understand, you know, when you exhale too, when you exhale too fast or too often, or if you hold your breath, you can end up with too much CO2. And the problem with that, the core issue is that CO2 regulates the pH of the blood. Too much CO2 and the blood becomes too acidic, too little, and the blood becomes too alkaline. In either case, your body detects the change in acidity, and you can pass out, which is the body's way of saying, please stop fooling around with me and breathe normally. So if you get too acidic, you can pass out. So people all over the country are passing out. They're passing out while driving cars. They're passing out while walking in the park. They're passing out while doing cardio. They're passing out everywhere doing masks. All right? Now, one thing they're not talking about is this, and I covered this last night. I was on with Jeff Rents last night, is that when you become too acidic, it's a breeding ground for cancer in your body. People need to understand that. When your pHs go too low, cancer really flourishes in your body, if you want to use that term. In addition to that, cancer is an anaerobic disease. It cannot live in the presence of high oxygen. So what happens is when you decrease oxygen, increase CO2, make your body more acidic, you basically become a breeding ground for cancer and for heart disease and for diabetes. This week, we are last week, I had a friend of mine from a car dealership. His, uh, the dealership actually contacted me and said, you know, our, you know, our, this guy's basically really, really sick with COVID. He has diabetes. He's really, really sick. And, uh, pretty much they were afraid he was going to die. Can you help him? My first response was, cause they're good friends of mine over there. Don't wait until he's to this level or anybody's to this level to call me up. You know, this is a preventative thing more than anything else at this point now with COVID. So I basically, got the supplements that he needed, told him to go in, and he went to a, had a medical doctor actually come over and give him an intravenous vitamin C, 
and he was he was deathly ill. In fact, he completely recovered, but he's still having a hard time breathing. We have to understand something, guys. You know, all of this is tied together. If you have a hard time breathing because you have COVID and they throw a mask on you, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to be even worse as far as breathing. But, of course, they know this at the CDC, but they still want you now to strap up with double masks when you're in public transit. Now, I'm going to say this again, and it's very important that we understand this. I've talked to people repeatedly about if they're sick, this is before COVID, that they need to stay at home. And it's true that if you are sick and you're running around in public and you're touching everything and sneezing and coughing and hacking on everybody, you put a mask on, you're probably going to decrease the amount of stuff you're spreading. That's a fact. But I'm also going to say again, if you wash your hands on a regular basis after you touch stuff, it really decreases the severity or the ability of this virus to come to get into your body and for you to come down with a cold or the flu or with COVID. That's really, really, really important that we all understand that. But guys, the COVID is very, very real. It was a bioengineered virus, in my opinion, that had gain of function done to it, putting an H1, you know, basically a, a SARS, severe acute respiratory syndrome insert into it, along with AIDS. So it's a very nasty virus. And what they're trying to do now is to treat it with an RNA vaccine, which is probably going to be worse than the virus itself because of the very, very, very low death rate that we have from the virus if you don't have a comorbidity. So, guys, think through all of this. And I know we're being redundant this morning because we've covered this stuff on the shows before, but it's really important. I'm getting more and more and more people contacting me who have COVID now since they start vaccinating everybody. And I warned this was going to happen months ago due to viral shedding. And here we are. So we got this big mess going on. C, D, potassium iodide. You know, we've got to take the supplements, very, very important, and zinc, critical to take those four supplements every single day. And I talked to my friend yesterday from the car dealership, and I said, look, stop eating junk. Guy's a junkaholic. I said, stop eating junk and start eating clean and take your supplements every day. And on top of everything else, if you're still going to eat junk and you're not going to eat clean, at least take the supplements. That's not the right answer for that, but it's better than nothing, guys. At least you get the nutrients. Here's the problem with junk. Junk has a very low nutrient density. It doesn't have D or zinc or C or B or A or all the other nutrients your body needs. It doesn't have it. It's been processed out. So when you eat it, you're not getting the raw materials. It's like trying to grow a plant without having the proper nutrients in the soil. It won't grow. It just gets sick and it dies. The same thing is true with your body. It's got to have specific nutrients in specific concentrations, specific amino acids, specific minerals, and specific you know, vitamins. It has to have that. By the way, I want to talk about Allison Mack right quick. You know, she's still not been basically charged. You know, for not charged. Well, she's been charged, but she has been sentenced. And, and you know, I want to stop for one second today because I want to discuss a few things with you guys from the world standpoint. This is an article from Heavy, and it says Allison Mack's sentencing date has not yet been set. And now what she was, she was with this Nexium and his cult leader, Keith Rainier, who's been sentenced to like 120 years in prison. And what this was, it was a multi-level marketing company that, you know, brought people in for like personal development so they could grow and become a better person and become successful. The problem is, is that they also threw a sexual component into it. Now you think, why are you talking about this, Ted? i got to talk about this for a second, and this is really important. 
they were actually, you know, involved with like orgies and doing things with Keith Rainier and having sex with him. It was part of their growth process, according to that. Alice and Mac. In other words, they had hangups in their past, so they needed to have sex with this guy. This is some sick stuff. It ended up with him branding these women. This is all Kabbalah. It's all Kabbalah teaching. That's all it is. This morning, I, I saw a picture of Tyra Banks wearing Baphomet horns, and Sharon's posted it on the Instagram at ST Brower. You can see it. I mean, it's, it's sick. These guys are all involved in these sex death cults. That's what this stuff is. And we have to understand that we have to be told what's going on. Why? If we're not told what's going on, we're not going to know what's going on. If we don't know what's going on, we can't warn people about what's going on, especially our children and our families that might you know, get exposed to some of this stuff and think that it's okay. Now, Romans 10, verse 14. I love this verse. It says, starting in verse 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. 14. How then can they call on the one in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Now, why did I say that? Why did I bring this verse up today? Here's why. We've got a real vacuum in the pulpit right now. We've got a lot of people in the pulpit who are not even Christians. I'm just being, I'm being very, 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 very blunt with you guys right now. You say, well, Ted, how can you say that? Well, a lot of people are basically wolves in sheep's clothing. And I'm talking about guys who claim to be pastors now. Guys who basically all they care about is how much money they bring in, how many jets they own, how many mansions they own, and how much how should I say, how corrupt their lifestyle can be. I've seen some crazy, crazy stuff, guys, of people who claim to be Christians. I've seen homosexuality. I've seen, well, I'm not going to go into it. I've seen all kinds of sick stuff, all right? And the problem is these guys, a lot of them are on national TV. I'm letting you guys know that. So I'm going to say this before I start on the scripture on this. Try not, unless you know the people personally, to give money to preachers that you see on TV. Give them to the local church, people that you know who they are. Give them to the local church whose books are open, who basically tell you where the money goes, who has who have full disclosure, so they're not basically lavishing it upon themselves because there are a lot of people out there that are very, very deceitful, and they will tell you what you want to hear as a Christian, but they're not even preaching the real Jesus. I'm letting you know that. Now, I'm going to read you something out of Romans. And this is very, very good. I wanted to share this with you. Romans chapter 4, uh, verse 7. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ proportioned it. That is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to the people. Verse 9. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? That's when he basically died on the cross before he was resurrected. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens. Okay, that what does that mean? That means he left our time space. I'm going to read it again. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all of the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. Now, you should have gotten some chill bumps from that. Now, I'm going to say it again. He who descended is, I'm reading you right from the Bible. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens 
in order to fill the whole universe. How did he do that? He's omnipresent. That's how he did it. He ascended above the heavens to fill the whole universe because he's omnipresent. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now listen, this is very important. So important you listen to me on verse 14. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect a mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Now I'm going to go back. Every wind of teaching, Listen, verse 14 again. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching. These are the false people that are coming out and saying stuff. These are the people that are prophesying that it's not coming true. These are the people that are telling you to do what you want to do or however you want to live, and whatever they want to do, and bringing homosexuals on the platform to sing. Okay, these are these people. And by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. They're talking right here about people coming in and misleading you who are cunning and crafty and they deceitfully scheme. And these people are also in the pulpit today. This is one of the primary reasons right now that we're in this mess we're in because this Zionism, the Schofield Bible, these people who have come in and been taught incorrectly from what the Bible means because they've fallen into the trap of the Schofield Bible, they're telling you all kinds of crazy stuff and they're in many cases, not living according to how the word tells you to live. I've seen it repeatedly. Christian TV is one of the worst things that's ever happened to the United States. I'm letting you guys know that right now. I can't believe you just said that. No, no. I'm not saying that it doesn't do any good every once in a while. And that people who are at home who can't leave have the ability to watch a good preacher on TV. I'm not saying that's not even possible. I'm talking about in the aggregate. In the aggregate, there are so many wolves in sheep's clothing out there who claim to be Christian pastors who are not, who are leading astray all of these people. And I could give you name after name after name of people that I know personally and people that I don't know personally, but I know that are involved in this, who come out with all kinds of heretical teachings. They don't teach you from the Word of God. They teach you what they want you to believe. And I love these groups to say, if you give me money, you'll be blessed. The reason you're not being blessed is you're not giving me enough money. I heard Paul Crouch say that on TBN. Yeah, I'm not going to get started on him this morning, but I heard him say that. Anyhow, but anyhow, but verse 17. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do. That's the people that are not saved in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Now, listen to verse 19. Having lost sense, all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality. This is sexual sins, so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. This was Nexium. They had lost all sensitivity, and they have given themselves over to sensuality as to so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. Verse 20, that, however, is not the way of life you've learned. When you heard about Christ and you were taught in him in accordance with the truth, that is Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, 
the old man, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new, to be born again. I'm adding that in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So, guys, it's so important that we understand to be careful of who we listen to. There are so many people in alt media right now who claim to be Christians who are not. Just letting you know that. There are so many people in alt media claiming to tell you the truth who don't. I'm letting you guys know that. There are a bunch of liars out there. There's a reason that God inserted Jesus Christ, the second Adam, the exact image of God himself into the timeline 2,000 years ago. There's a reason. Back in Genesis chapter 6, listen, this is so important. I covered it on Jeff Rents last night. Back in Genesis chapter 6, it says that these fallen angels were here before and after the flood. The book of Enoch, which is not an apocryphal text, but it basically goes into more detail on what happened with the fallen angels. They were before and after, and they bred with women, and they created Nephilim and created basically the Greek gods and all of the stuff that you've read about from antiquity. They created Goliath. They created all of these different people and entities that were running around back then. And what ended up happening is they were here before and after the flood, so they did it again. These are, this is the spawn of Lucifer, and that these guys believe that they are the benign D Nephilim, the sons of the fallen who are running the planet. We have an off-world presence here. Listen to me. This isn't like, woo we're not doing that. I'm talking about what the word of God says. These people are not from this planet, and they're not from around here. They're, you call them extraterrestrials. You pick your name. I don't give a poop what you think about all this stuff as far as what you want to call them. You can call them demons. You can call them fallen angels. You can call them ETs. I don't care. Whatever you want to pick to get you through this particular teaching right now, that's what they are. And they have been managing the world events and world affairs for thousands and thousands of years because they are fed by the energy from abortions and sacrifice. And it talks about this with the ancient Canaanite religions, the worship of Baphomet now today that we would call you know, part of the ancient Canaanite worship rituals through the Kabbalah. And these entities are being fed from the abortion and from the human sacrifice and all the other horrible things that happened in the Old Testament that are continuing to happen today. That's why I brought up Nexium. It's all this occult worship is what that was. And so we need to understand that that was here, that was there then, and it's still here now. When Barack Obama met with George W., the dumb one, in the White House before he took office, he walked in all cockied up, you know, just like a strutting rooster. The communist had won the White House. The gay Kenyan had won the White House. The gay Kenyan with a man for a wife had won the White House, according to Joan Rivers, and the gay Kenyan walked out after a couple hours with Bush with his shoulders down, head down, stooped over. When Jimmy Carter asked to see the files on Roswell and looked at the disclosure he was given by the government, he put his hands in his head, put his hand, his head in his hands and wept. W-E-P-T wept because he realized what was going on from an interdimensional standpoint and these entities and demons and all this other stuff that's involved with these people on this planet. When Donald Trump walked into the White House with Barack Obama, he walked out head down and he realized what was going on. We have an interdimensional group of entities, whatever you want to call them, I don't care, pick a name, that are directly affecting the politics in the United States. When this all happened in the flood era with Noah, God knew that it was bad. That's why he basically flushed the whole planet. Then, thousands of years later, he knew it had gotten bad again, 
So he set himself as Jesus Christ, the exact representation of God Almighty. Many call Jesus the second Adam to basically reconcile us back to him. Why? He knew, that he knew we needed to be saved from this group of entities. We needed a savior. That's why Jesus Christ is our savior. He saved us from this mess that's on this planet. And that's why when you call on his name, and you believe that he is who he said he is, and he raised, he was raised from the dead, and he is the son of God, and now he fills the heavens in this universe as an omnipresent being, is what the Bible, I just read it to you. When you understand who he is, he is the only thing that we have right now on this planet to save us from this mess that's been going on for thousands of years. That's why you shall call his name Jesus. Because he is the Lamb of God. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Counselor. He is the Good Shepherd. He is our Savior. He saves us from this mess that we're in to reconcile us with God because he is our Redeemer and our Deliverer. He is our Messiah. He is the way. He is Lord God Almighty. He is the Lord of all. That's what you need to understand this morning. Being a Christian isn't a game. So many people think it's a game. It's not a game. It's a way of life. You put off your old self and you basically put on the glory of God Almighty through Christ. Why? Because we're supposed to live a different life. If we, the people of the United States of this planet, will humble ourselves, God will intervene on behalf of us. And he will stop this onslaught. We right now have a man in the White House named Joe Biden. This man, basically, I guess they keep him in a crypt throughout the day. I guess they must have to have, he must not be able to see sunlight. I don't know what he is. He's, they keep him in a crypt. He's like a corpse. And they have to resurrect him and pump him full of amphetamines or whatever they've got to do to get him up to say a few things. And he goes like, oh, I don't know what I'm signing. Just go ahead and give it to me and I'll sign it. He is so not the leader of this country. It's unbelievable. And his running mate, his vice president, is also not the leader. They're being told what to do. The question is by what? There's a group of extra-dimensional entities. They've been brought on this planet through human sacrifice. They are in alignment with the folks that practice the Kabbalah like Tyra Banks with her horns. This is the group that runs the planet. This is the group that has all this sick stuff going on. This is the group with eyes wide shut with Stanley Kubrick, that movie – Make sure you watch it on TV if you still have TV instead of watching the actual movie because it's too filthy. And realize this is a sex-death cult that runs the planet. And we've talked about it in depth with the ancient Canaanite religions, the ancient Egyptian religions. Heck, Washington, D.C. was laid out as a pentagram. Heck, Washington Monument is a giant erected phallic symbol. Heck, the Capitol Dome is basically the uterus, basically the ovaries, basically the holding place of whatever they're trying to bring out of the pit. All of this stuff is tied together with Kabbalah, with the Masonic Lodges, with the Zohar. And we're the only show that talks to you about this. Our hope is in Jesus Christ and him alone. That's who's the author, the finisher, and the perfecter of our faith. He is our savior. He saves us from this mess that we found ourselves in on this planet so that when we leave here, which is not our home, it's these things home, we get to be with him for eternity because he fills the entire universe. It's just I just read it to you. And we need to understand who and what he is and how amazing he is. I'm going to read it to you again. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all of the heavens outside of our space-time continuum in order to fill the whole 
universe. Guys, that's who saved you. Always remember that. And always remember that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I want you to pray with me right now. If you haven't accepted Christ, I want you to accept him right now. If you feel, if you feel led by the Holy Spirit, just pray with me. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. Father, I accept Jesus for who he said he is. I accept him as the son of God, that your son. I believe that he died for our sins and he was resurrected. And I want to walk in fullness of life and I accept him as my personal savior, my Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if you prayed that, you've now become what the word calls basically born again. And you no longer are subject to this world and it's whatever you want to call it down here with all this mess with somebody out of a crypt trying to run the United States. We now have been born again and we're new. And understand that, guys, because if we don't understand that, all of the other stuff that we do on the show doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. We have to understand who and what we are in Christ now. Please listen to me, guys. It's so important that we always think about Jesus. Because without him, we're in a mess, a big mess. But with him, we're victors. We are absolutely victorious in Christ because he said on the cross, basically, it is finished. It is done, and he won. Remember what the Bible said. Had the God of this age known what he was doing, he never would have crucified the Son of Glory. Why? Because he understood after it was over with what Christ did on that cross. And I've done extensive teaching to you on the blood of Jesus and what it does from a scalar wave standpoint perspective and the power that you have as a Christian. But I wanted to talk to you guys today about this, about walking in a life of wholesomeness and realizing that you don't have to be in control. You don't have to tell everybody what to do, but you need to talk about Jesus all the time. I love you guys. Austin, go ahead. What's your next story? Wow, but that was excellent. Amen. Yeah, I mean, and this this is another reason why, my friends, why they're trying to do everything they can to slowly institute censorship. They're not even trying to basically hide it anymore. It's all in plain sight. And a large portion of this is, yes, it's to basically block the truth. It's to block the facts of what these sick people are involved in. It's to block all the individuals as far as people finding out who's involved with Epstein, finding out the past of all these individuals and how much corruption and collusion and downright fraud and treasonous behavior, in my opinion, is rampant throughout the U.S. government. This is why they're doing this. This is why we've added allegedly another 5,000 National Guard troops to the Capitol building. They are now saying that the Capitol building, the entire Capitol of D.C., is going to be occupied by the National Guard now until sometime in March or the foreseeable future, depending on how illicit and aggressive the homegrown terrorist groups are in the United States. I kid you not. This is what the Obama administration is saying. And there's a reason why Facebook has deleted so many users, has blocked so many comments. I mean, heck, you remember, what was it, two years ago, they were basically blocking Bible verses because they had said it was hate speech. If you remember that, somebody put up Leviticus 18.22, which talks about basically do not have sexual relations with a man. This is detestable as far as a man with a man. Facebook came in and blocked this. That's hate speech. You can't say that. Why? Because they don't want the truth getting out there. How much longer is it going to be until they start blocking all of the Bible? Dad brought up that film yesterday, Book of Eli, which it's an incredible movie. It's very graphic, but it's very, 
intriguing. And, you know, I watched it again the other day because I wanted to kind of see the aspects of it. Every time you kind of watch it, especially now the current events going on, it becomes realer and realer some of the things that they continue to say. And all the Bibles had been burned at that time. And, you know, I'm not going to ruin the movie for you if you hadn't seen it, but basically uh, Denzel Washington had the last remaining Bible, apparently, you know, on earth. And he was trying to get it to an area that basically they were going to be able to start making copies of it again. And it's very interesting to see now the parallels that built up to that situation. And we're actually starting to see them now as the Biden administration and numerous leftists in the mainstream media, who apparently now the mainstream media now dictates policy, as I've told you guys before, because the global bankers, they control the media. The media tells you what to think about. Then the media dictates what the administration is supposed to do. This has become so bizarre, so convoluted, so almost uh, oddly Orwellian, the fact this is even happening. The New York Times just put an article out now that's actually gotten way too much positive publicity called How the Biden Administration Can Help Solve Our Reality Crisis. This is what we're apparently in now. We're in a reality crisis. And it goes on to say experts are now calling on the Biden administration to put together a cross-agency task force to tackle disinformation and domestic extremism, which would be led by a reality czar. Not joking right now, guys. This is what they want to bring together, a reality czar to head a centralized task force to coordinate a single strategic response to information online that goes against the narrative, basically the mainstream information. That's essentially what they're wanting to do here. They're saying now, including articles deemed to be conspiracy theorists, and one individual basically who was part of Summit News Report, he said, ah, the Ministry of Truth. We've been waiting for these guys to come out with this one. And it goes on to say the task force would meet regularly with tech platforms and push structural changes that could help those companies tackle their own extremism and misinformation problems. And it could become the tip of the spear for the federal government's response to the reality crisis we have found ourselves in now. This is where this is headed, my friends, in the next couple of years, and this is why it is so important to continue to speak to people, to spread information, to get the truth out there. It's not going to be much longer before we can't even discuss stuff online at all. That's, that's already in the works right now. You saw what happened after 50 individuals walked into the Capitol building after law enforcement opened up the gates. And it's been called everything from the next 9-11 to as bad of attack as Pearl Harbor to a full-blown insurrection, treasonous siege on the U.S. government. I never saw any of those 50 protesters, whether they were Patriots or Antifa, walk in there with arms. I didn't see them open up with automatic weapon fire. I didn't see them start setting up IEDs in the Capitol. I didn't see any of that. Those are all classic textbook concepts of a siege or an insurrection into a building. They got let in by law enforcement. The gates got opened up. The doors got opened up, and they scrambled and pushed their way in. Mad and aggressive and angry, they did do that. Walked in, took photos, stomped around, pitched a fit, and then left. After an unarmed, retired Navy, basically, individual, she was shot in the face, unarmed, by Secret Service. Oh, okay. That's, that's interesting. So we walked in, unarmed, into the Capitol building, 
and they got shot in the face, and somehow this was this violent insurrection that happened in the Capitol building. No, no. They've used this now as a precipitating incident to pass their next Patriot Act 2.0, which is the Domestic Extremist Act, which they've already basically introduced into the House. That's where this whole thing is going. And now there's an incident that happened down in uh, South Florida. The Miami Herald brought this up, and very few, very, very little information has gotten brought up about this. This happened down there in Sunrise, Florida. Ironically, this is actually very close to where the uh, shooting happened, the school shooting a couple years ago, where, you know, the one lone gunman apparently brought in such an arsenal into the the school and uh, basically went in and shot a bunch of students and killed a bunch of students and then somehow made it out alive and then dumped all of his gear that was never found, and then happened to walk in front of a Shabbat center, and a camera got him walking down the sidewalk, and they said, there's your perpetrator. There is your guy that walked into the school and did all this damage, and this is the guy that basically we have to arrest. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's interesting. I mean, I don't really know how that evidence linked him to that. There was not one single video evidence that I ever saw of this kid even in the school. There was not one single incidence of anybody that even ID'd this kid armed in the school. Yeah, there was one teacher that basically came out and said, oh, I saw somebody in full military gear carrying a rifle I've never seen before. That's interesting. Well, now, yesterday, we had five FBI agents shot on a raid in Sunrise, Florida. You go, five FBI agents shot? Yeah, five FBI agents shot. Two of them were killed. When a gunman opened fire on them when they were executing a search warrant. Now, the weird, strange part about this is the deceased individual, the suspect that allegedly opened fire, has still yet to be named as of today. Now, my condolences go to the FBI agents' families that were killed. Uh, that's never something you want to hear about. I'd imagine that's horrific. But this entire incident has so much shadiness around it. The suspect, who has not been identified, allegedly started shooting and barricaded inside, inside a residence when the search warrant was attempted to be executed. However, the suspect died of an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. Why did they raid this guy's house? According to the police, the man was suspected of having child porn on his computer, so he barricaded himself inside his home when the FBI agents tried to execute the search warrant. Now, you guys know my standpoint on child sex trafficking and sexual exploits of children and child porn. I've been very clear on that. That is one of the most detestable things that any individual can ever be involved in. My opinion, that that is one of those things that still should have the death penalty if somebody is actively convicted and found to be involved in child sex trafficking. Now, the problem I have with this entire situation is this. We don't know what the heck happened. According to the police, the man was suspected of having child porn. Okay. So he was suspected of having child porn. That's why they sent a full-blown FBI fire team to his house. But 
Guys that generally are suspected of having child porn and are caught of having child porn don't generally barricade themselves inside of a house, unload a hail of gunfire and FBI agents, and then shoot themselves in the head for being suspected of having child porn. There is something way more nefarious to this story than we're being told, and I really hope the truth comes out. And we have generally found... This is just my opinion. We have generally found in my own research, when you start having these real vague stories about, oh, multiple law enforcement agents got shot by trying to do a search warrant and the suspect shot himself in the face, but he had child porn that we were suspected of. Really? That that doesn't sound like anything that most of those individuals are involved in sulking in their basements. The reason why I'm bringing this story up is not only is it very strange, very vague, very odd that this whole thing occurs and they're not wanting to release any real information about what's happened until they can get their story straight, is this goes right back to what I just told you with the New York Times and the Biden administration discussing a task force that can handle the reality crisis that we're having now. The reality crisis isn't on the side of the patriots. We don't have a problem functioning reality. We don't have a problem calling out a garden of weeds for being a garden of weeds. We have a problem because we're speaking the truth and we're calling out the individuals behind the scene, the great and powerful Oz who's pulling the strings. That is our problem because we're calling out the truth. And that is what they do not wanting to have happen is the truth being talked about. So then what do we do? We have two FBI agents killed, three of them shot while executing a search warrant on an individual suspected of having child porn. He then shoots himself in the head. So what's the narrative? This guy had child porn on his computer. That is the end-all, be-all. Automatically, as soon as you say that, everybody goes, oh, well, good riddance. And quite frankly, I would say the same thing. I'll just be honest with you. That's not somebody that needs to even breathe air. But how do we know this guy had child porn? How do we know this wasn't something that was downloaded via remote Wi-Fi to make sure they covered their narrative? How do we know this guy wasn't a right-wing patriot that they got an illegal red flag gun search warrant for and was coming in to steal his firearms from him unlawfully, and he said no? Absolutely not. How do we know he wasn't somebody that was involved in trying to stand up for the patriot community and they basically put child porn on his computer? Or this guy could have been a complete and total degenerate pervert involved in this and just happened to have a gun in his house and just happened to know that the FBI was going to raid his home and just happened to know that he didn't want to get arrested for child porn and just happened to make sure he shot all of them when they walked in the door and then shot himself in the head. I don't know. You do your own research. Anybody that's done in Sunrise, Florida and actually get some real, true, definitive answers on this, feel free to give me an email because I'm very curious because, quite frankly, I have no idea what the truth is about this story, but I want to get it out to you. So, again, you understand when the media and the government starts deciding what you can hear and what you're allowed to believe and what you're allowed to talk about and what you're allowed to share to your friends, that is a full-blown tyrannical dictatorship. There is no more law. There is no more constitution. There is no more free speech. There is only full-blown bootstop tyranny on everybody's face if you ever allow a government to dictate what you can and can't hear and what you can and can't talk about. That is why it is so important you continue 
to support the alternative media that's talking about the stuff that nobody else is talking about. Thank you for spreading this, the articles that we put up on the website. Thank you for getting the truth out there. Thank you for spreading our show, and thank you for supporting Health Masters. What do you think about this, Deb? Awesome. Excellent report. And let me share, let me share something with you. And I'm going to say this to start with. My deepest condolences to the family of the FBI agents who were shot. But here's the caveat. What really happened down there? It's like Austin said, we don't know. You know, CGI and, and Hollywood can make us believe anything. They can make us believe there's a dinosaur walking next door in our neighborhood. They did the basically the research on this, the beta testing on this, using just radio as a medium with the War of the Worlds was being read almost, you know, 100 years ago on the radio in which people thought all over the country that the United States was being invaded by Martians. You remember that? H.G. Wells, the War of the Worlds. You remember all that? Orson Wells. Remember all the stuff that happened back then? And see, this is the thing that we need to understand is that they've learned how to fine-tune media manipulation to make you believe anything. Then every once in a while, some, you know, corpse like Biden will say, you know, when they have the cadaver resurrected and they bring him out front and they say, sign this. And he signs this. And he goes, I don't even know what I'm signing. He, he suddenly slips. He goes off script. He says something he's not supposed to, but oops, it was live camera. What do they do? They do damage control. So were FBI agents shot in South Florida? The media says there were. But remember what happened in Vegas. They said that the shooter shot through a window with a bump stock firearm and basically shot a bunch of people at a concert. But then when they went into the room of the shooter, the fixed glass window, which could not be opened, was not broken out. Yeah. How about that? And that was finally released by the cam off the body cams off the people who breached the room and the guy had been shot in the face. So they can make you believe anything with their Hollywood special effects. They really can. I just want you to know that. Now, again, I'm not saying that this wasn't real. And again, my deepest condolences to the families if it was real. All I'm saying is be very careful what you listen to and who you listen to this morning. I'm going to be so careful how I say this. There's a top motivational speaker, personal development guy, who I don't like, who I know personally, who's fully new age, and I personally believe he's Kabbalist. I do. Because I, 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 I could tell you stuff about the guy, but I'm not going to do it. And another alternative talk show host today was promoting this guy who basically is the Kabbalist, who's the weirdo, as far as talking about the COVID, about being a scam and a sham. Here's the deal. We all know this number, the numbers that they've given us is not real, but they're always giving us little truths. And I see this with the Q movement, which is still rearing its ugly head and it won't go away, which I told you was going to happen. And they come up with all of these twisted narratives as far as what's really going on in Washington, how Trump's still running the White House from Mar-a-Lago and all this stupid stuff. And you don't realize that these people are all being used now as a CIA psychop against the patriots to try to continue to make us believe that, you know, Donald Trump is in control when Donald Trump did not pardon Julian Assange and Snowden. I watched the movie Snowden again last night, and it still blows my mind how he uncovered there were billions and billions and billions of searches of your email, my email, your phone calls, my phone calls, and they could go on the computer and they could go in with their giant 
package of programs they put together and monitor everybody's cell phones. But Snowden's still in jail. Donald Trump left him. In, well, he's not in jail. He's in Russia. He's still basically hiding out in Russia, and he won't get a pardon from Trump. You know, Assange is still in jail, but Trump did nothing. But yet we have this giant group of people out there that are doing what they're supposed to do, and we're all in control. No, it's only through Christ that we fix this. The Bible is hate speech. Gays win big in Canada. Wow. In Canada, they basically passed the law. If you read certain <laughs> verses from the Bible, as far as homosexuality, it's considered hate speech now. So is this what's coming to the United States of America? If we read the word of God, if we say things from the Bible, if I talk about Jesus Christ is your savior, will it be considered hate speech? Hey, yeah. If we go under Noahide laws, yeah. If we go under Noahide laws and you have, quote, any other God besides the God they want you to have, which would be, you know, Einsoff, they would basically call you a heretic and you need to be beheaded and killed. That's where they're taking this because they don't want the name of Jesus talked about. They don't want shows like this that are calling and talking about Jesus every single show to be talked about. Why? Because they don't want you to know the power. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about real power that you have in prayer when you talk and you commune and you fellowship with the creator of the universe, the great I am, through Jesus Christ, his son, through a blood covenant. They don't want you to understand that. You guys always understand you're not from around here. Once you get born again, you've been born again into a new kingdom, a kingdom with God Almighty. Always remember that. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yes, absolutely, guys. And thank you again for the support. And, you know, a lot of people have, you know, asked me about, you know, in the past when we talked in detail with that Parkland shooting. And I've told you guys repeatedly that something very strange happened down there. And I've talked to numerous people that live down there, people that actually were awake and asked questions and said it was so strange how law enforcement said that, you know, Nicholas Cruz somehow dropped all of his gear in the middle of the hallway that nobody ever saw and blended in with students as they ran out of the school. And then somehow they caught him down the road and said that he was believed to have an AR-15 with countless magazines before, and that's how he did it. Again, always question the narrative when nothing they say makes sense. Parkland is only about 15 minutes north of Sunrise, both of which those areas are right on the cusp of the Everglades to the west of them. Not saying anything's related, but what I am saying is those areas down there, and I've been down there many times, Miami, South Beach, North Beach, they're a heavily, heavily crime-ridden area. They're a heavily gun control area. Even Miami-Dade County, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if they ever passed it through, they've been trying to make it basically an anti-Second Amendment county, so to speak, by banning AR-15s and so forth and other rifles in the county area, which they've had a very difficult time doing that because then it violates state law. This is what goes on down there. And so when you start looking at what's happened, you start asking questions. You start looking at what the mainstream narrative tells you. Some things don't ever add up. And again, my condolences go to the family of the FBI agents that were killed. That's definitely not something you ever want to hear. But always question what really happened behind the scenes when nothing you hear makes sense. 
also to be sure to check out the product of the week that will be updated later on today. Actually, I'll update it here when we get off the show. You guys voted, and it won the Magnesium Body Balm. Very popular product. I've actually been using a lot of it on my neck and spine over the last couple days. Really helps with muscle soreness and inflammation. Definitely a very, very effective product. So that will be up on the website here shortly for product of the week. So be sure to check that out. Also, too, if you guys need anything, of course, we have another round of the organic food buckets back in stock. Also with another fresh batch of the meat food buckets as well. I continue to encourage everybody. Even if you don't want to get buckets from us, please stock up on something, whether it be a bag of beans and rice every single week or month or some canned food, something. There's definitely no doubt about it that numerous people have said that food supply chains are going to be very, very much affected in the near future, not to mention the cost of food. You can't keep dumping trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars into the market without having hyperinflation eventually. Now, you can manipulate the markets and stave it off as long as possible, but eventually you're going to start seeing loaves of bread for five, six, seven dollars. You're going to start seeing gallons of milk for 10 plus dollars. It's just what's going to happen. And so hyperinflation is on the horizon. In my opinion, that's why I tell people, dude, have some backup food. As long as it's something that can be stored 15, 20 years, it's money in the bank in my opinion because it's something you can always eat at any point in time. So thank you again for the support of Health Masters. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Stay strong. Stay alert. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>